What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons & Dragons, and other aspects of minority life. My name is John, and I'll be your host for this episode of Magic Monday, where I delve into my favorite trading card game, Magic the Gathering, and kind of talk to you about different deck techs, ideas, ways to play, etc. Today, I want to talk about a specific kind of... It's not a mechanic in the game, but it is a piece of the game that is very important for a lot of players, and it is a mainstay, especially in the Elder Dragon Highlander community, or Commander decks. As I'm sure you probably saw in the title, we're going to be talking about ramp, and how mana ramp works for decks. And also I want to talk about how to maybe evaluate some of the pieces that you're putting in your deck, which ones might be stronger versus which ones might be weaker. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So I'm going to try and keep this as quick as I can and just break down mana ramp for EDH or even just, you know, mana ramp decks for normal casual kitchen table play. The way it works is that you will play spells or abilities or just cards in general that allow you to play with more mana on a turn than you're supposed to be if you were just playing one land drop per turn. Historically or classically, green has been the best at this, and I still think green is one of the top ramp cards that you can find for EDH and just magic in general. But one of the most classic ramp cards I'm going to use for the example of the day that a lot of people like to use in their commander decks, and that has been printed so many times, and I think you should go pick, your, pick up if you haven't already gotten one yet, is the card Soul Ring. Now, Soul Ring is an artifact. It costs one generic mana, so it can be one mana of any color and it sits on the battlefield for you. And then you can tap it with no extra caveat or extra costs or anything along those lines, and you get two colorless mana. When you look at it, I think this one is kind of classically one of the best ramp cards you can look at throwing your deck, because you spend one mana to get it, and then you can tap it, and not only do you get that one mana back, but you also get another mana on top of that. So, you know, if you're playing a bunch of colorless spells, you get your best bang for your buck right then and there, and really helps accelerate you out of the gate. Um, but here's another example of how ramp works. Let's just say that you're playing a mono green deck and you're not including Soul Ring because you don't want to be too mainstream. You'll be a little bit more hipster. You're going to play an elf deck and you're going to play with a card called Llanowar Elves. Llanowar Elves is a creature. It costs one green mana. It's a 1-1 elf warrior, I believe. And it has the ability that you can tap it and gain one green mana from it. Let's just say, turn one, you play yourself a forest. And then you tap that forest, and then you bring out Llanowar Elves. Turn two, now you can go through and you can tap that Llanowar Elves, you can tap your forest, you can play another forest and then tap that too, and now you've got three mana available to you. And then maybe you can play a card like Elvish Mystic. And then uh, turn three rolls around, and now you play your third land drop, and now you've got five mana available to you on turn three. So mana ramp really helps you out because Generally, your cards that cost more mana are usually more powerful than your ones that don't. It's not always the case. You might have some super powerful like one or two drops that really bring out a clutch win or just a good spot for you, but most of the time, that's kind of where it's at. Now, anytime you see something, we get an artifact that taps for mana or a creature that taps for mana or even a spell that says, hey, if you play this, you get mana. 
you can start thinking and classifying those as mana ramp. I'll kind of explain which ones are better here in just a second, but why would you want to use mana ramp in the first place? I've already briefly touched on it, but the reason you want to use mana ramp is especially in games like EDH or Commander, you want to have ramp so you can play your big fancy spells. If you're like myself and you're playing a big, you know, creature like, I don't know, Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight, one of my favorite commanders, um, she costs seven mana to get to the battlefield. And she costs, she needs red and white and white. So I already need to get, you know, red and white sources on the battlefield, but I also need to get up to seven mana. And the faster I can do that, the better off that she is because she really helps promote early game board presence. And even also helps out if you're going into Voltron build, which I've, I have myself, really helps you with winning the game a whole lot faster when you can bring her out sooner. But you might have some different spells which allow you to scale a little bit better. So you might have a card like, um, I don't know, Fireball. That's an easy X spell where the more mana you can sink into it, the more damage it's going to deal. And so Fireball works out better if you have a whole lot more mana. Or if you have ways to kind of make infinite mana, which I'm not even going to jump into that side here, but you can look up different YouTubers or competitive EDH players, CDAH as they call themselves. You can see what they bring in and say, hey, this is an infinite combo. And usually it requires you to generate infinite mana using mana dorks or mana rocks and untapping them and then using a little bit of that mana to untap and tap and untap and tap. And essentially you just, you get this circle of getting a crap ton of mana and then just dealing a massive amount of damage. But again, just in a basic route, the more mana you have, usually the cards you play do more things or they're just more powerful in general. A, a two mana Garrick's Companion, which is a 3-2 Trample Beast, is not going to be strong as a Colossal Dreadmaw, a 6-6 six, six for 6 Trample Dinosaur. I know I'm using a lot of green examples, but I feel like green's pretty easy to explain and... I mean, heck, we're talking about ramp. Green loves ramp. Why not work at that route? So when you look at those different creatures, you can clearly tell, oh yeah, this two mana creature is not as good as this six mana creature. If that's all I had on the battlefield, then that's what I've got. So that's why you want to include ramp in your decks. It helps you play the bigger things a whole lot faster and have more power on the board or just in your hand. Now, which forms of ramp is better? I would say for Elder Dragon Highlander, I think the permanent type of ramp is better. Artifacts are great because a lot of times they don't have summoning sickness. You know, so spells like Soul Reap, which you can drop for one mana and get yourself two mana back, is a really good rate. And that's going to be a hard one to beat outside of like Mana Crypt, which good luck getting your hand on that one and not paying a fancy penny for that. But you also have other pieces of ramp which do multiple things. You look at a card like Manalith. Manalith costs three mana and you tap it for one one mana essentially it's one mana of any other color you might look at that and say wow this is kind of awful compared to soul ring it's not ramping me near as fast but manolith is still ramping you because you get an extra mana off of it so you know turn three you play it turn four you play your fourth land drop and you have your manolith in hand now you've got five mana on turn four so still better but you've also fixed your mana allowing you to tap manolith for any color that you need to help fix you like my buddy Alex who plays Queen Marchesa, we ran in a situation where he only had red and white sources on the board and no black. Because he had no black available to him, and maybe so he couldn't really cast the spells that he actually wanted to cast. So you got to keep that in mind is that sometimes your mana rocks can play double duty. They can be those mana fixers, but they can also really still help you ramp in the long run. 
And just a friendly word of advice, I would recommend if you're paying three mana to bring something to the table that is a mana rock and it's only tapping for one mana, try to make sure that it's doing something a little bit extra. That it's not just saying, oh, for three mana I brought to the battlefield, tap it for one colorless mana. That's not going to do you anything. You know, look at cards like Victory Chimes. It's three mana, taps for one colorless mana, but it untaps on each player's step. So you have yourself a colorless mana that you can play as it circles around the table every single turn. Manolith, it gets you a different color if you need it to. Chromatic Lantern does the same thing. It gets you a different color, but also you can tap it for any color of mana, and it makes all the rest of your lands tap for any color of mana, which is super awesome. So when you're looking at those ones, the permanent type is better because over the long run, you invest one, two, three mana into this thing. Well, by turn seven, hopefully you've probably used it quite a bit that now you've gotten your three mana back plus any extra that you're looking for. And finally, there's spell-based mana. Um, Dark Ritual is one that kind of pops in mind for me here. I have played them in my commander decks. It's okay. Um, I really think it's really good for um, your faster-paced decks, the 60-card decks, because one black mana, get three black mana back. Really good rate of return right there. It's on the rate of return of, like, what a soul ring would do for you. The biggest downside is that you only get to use it one time. So that's my example of what I recommend putting your EDH decks um, and even just some of your normal decks for ramp and why you want to include them in the first place. Until next time, you can hit me up at jhamspecial.gmail.com or jhamspecial on Twitter, and I will talk to you guys on the next Magic Monday.